0: This is Fred Goldstein, and I'm here at the Population Health Colloquium at Jefferson, and I am joined by the man of the Population Health Colloquium, Dr. David Nash, the Dean of the College of Population Health.
1: Hey, Fred. Great to be here. Thanks so much for all your support. This is, as you know, the 17th annual event the fourteenth under our aegis at the College of Population House. We are just thrilled with
0: the turnout. It's been a fantastic meeting. Yeah, I, I, I would second that. An um, incredible meeting, great content, great speakers, the networking has been unbelievable. Well, that's what and, we've uh, for sure. It's, it, but it's really been about real content and yeah. real stuff done. So congratulations Thank on you. all you've done Thanks. and your team to put this together. Means, means a lot and to us. Obviously, you know, I've listened to a lot of great presentations, so I know we started out yesterday. Sort of, what's your sense of it? Yeah, so here we are, just uh, about
1: halfway through. It's been an incredible meeting. So if you take a look at our wonderful sponsors, just think about all of the speakers. So starting with uh, Tom Sajak, Harmshire, buyer from our colleagues at uh, Philips. I mean, here's a global company that's made an unbelievable governance decision to pivot to population health. So as I said from the podium, it's not about light bulbs anymore. All right. It's all about care coordination, aging in place, population health. Pretty incredible. And I think Tom and Harm did a really fantastic job. Uh, This morning, we had our colleagues from uh, ShareCare and from Tivity. So Jeff Arnold, I mean, this is the guy who invented WebMD when he was like 10 years old, you know, amazing. (laughs) And uh, Donato Tremuto, the relatively new, credible, thoughtful CEO of Tivity. So Donato, here's a guy, parachuted into Healthways and said, hey, we're either going to go out of business or we're going to totally transform the business. And in four months, he convinces his board to give up and sell a piece to another company. I mean, the whole thing's incredible. So the combination of share care and tivity, real age, silver sneakers, Dean, Ornish, Prime, it's amazing. So they did a fantastic job. Now, interspersed with folks like this are national leaders. Lisa Simpson, member of the Institute of Medicine, mm-hmm. longtime president of Academy Health, and she's in the gun sites in Washington, D.C., trying to preserve AHRQ, to preserve PRCORI, to preserve funding for CMMI. So she was a real bridge to the policy community. Ditto for Dr. Rich Bankowitz. Right. So here's a guy. Chief Medical Officer Premier, Chief Medical Officer Vizian, He's on the job at AHIP not even four months, and holy mackerel, <laughs> the Defeat the Republican Proposal, Marilyn Taverner can't make it, and Dr. Bankowitz to the rescue. So, Absolutely. you know, between our amazing sponsors, all these national
0: figures, it's been fantastic. Yeah, and one of the interesting things, themes I heard, which kind of crossed a lot of different speakers, which surprised me a bit, was social determinants. You bet. I mean, they're all you saying it, whether it was Phillips, well, Center talked about social determinants or obviously shared care and tivity, Yes. But they're all saying we got to play in this well, arena. Well, look,
1: Fred, you and I have been around a long time. Our college, our faculty, we're trying to bring to the fore the notion in a town with five medical schools <laughs> that it's not about us that 80% of the health of the population, using every research-proven, reproducible tool, says it's all about the social determinants. Look at our town, Philadelphia, right? So, if you took the Robert Wood Johnson overlay, put it over the zip codes right in this city, right where we're standing, a couple of blocks east of us, Society Hill, average lifespan, 88 years couple of blocks north of where we're standing right near Broad Street five miles that way average life expectancy 68 years wow. a 20-year disparity it's all about income disparity education and as we've said here it's all about your zip code, not your genetic code, and that is, boy, that's a take-home message for sure.
0: Right, and so, and also how you've brought that into this conference. There's a whole session on community initiative. Exactly you've right. You've got the data and analytics, all these different pieces coming together, so it's fantastic to see this broad brush that actually gets you into the real operational issues of right. the population Right, and health. this
1: morning, the second uh, award of the annual Hearst Health Prize, right. $100,000. There was a big check out there this morning, but <laughs> (laughs) but much more important than the money, let's think of it this way, and among the themes that are emerging, so there's definitely a theme about caring for the elderly at home. I mean, beyond Medicare Advantage, super important, is the theme we want people to age in place successfully, and we're going to bring the resources to them. The other goal that emerged is Humana's bold goal fits perfectly with the theme of the conference, right? 20% improvement in every available population health measure by 2020. So that's easy for people to remember. 20% by 2020 in every bold market. And for in Humana's instance, that's uh, San Antonio and related towns. Now their challenge is going to be to scale that more broadly. So care of the elderly, 20% by 2020 social determinants the, this is the glue that this conference is
0: really built on right and the winner of the hearst health prize obviously he did, did an incredible thing of integrating behavioral and mental health into the system which is another critical right. piece well, well let's talk about health. where
1: we were since last year right so uh, we got over 120 applications from all across the country Big and small, famous and infamous. Our faculty at the College of Population Health reviewed all the proposals. They brought it down to 20 finalists. Then I brought a national group of judges, Mark Smith, all kinds of amazing people. And the 10 of us took the 20 finalists down to three. I didn't know who the winner was going to be until Dr. Greg Dorn from Hearst opened that envelope. And, of course, we were kibitzing it wasn't the Price Waterhouse situation, <laughs> thank You're goodness. Right, we got the right Here's the envelope, oh <laughs> my
0: goodness. But, uh, wow, that was spectacular. Well, and, and all three of the projects were incredible when I, when I looked at them. Right. You know, you had maternity, you had mental health. And, and stroke. And stroke. Incredible,
1: yeah. So, just think about, God willing, we'll all be back next year, and then we'll have three finalists from 16... 17, and 18, well, that's nine amazing presentations. I mean, we could have a whole day, honestly, devoted to Hearst finalists and all the amazing work they've done.
0: Yeah, it's incredible to see how population health has now gotten a support of an award like that, which means so much for the industry and and also for us to continue to improve it. You're you're right. And as
1: our listeners know, we we couldn't have done this five years ago, right? We were still struggling. What's population health? We're just getting our college off the ground. So here we are. We're a mature organization. We're in year nine. We've given out scores of degrees. We have students in 30 states. I mean, this is just the beginning. And the greatest form of flattery, right? There are now colleges of population health elsewhere. Mississippi, Alabama, New Mexico. So we're we're always going to be the first. And I'm all about, we're in one big tent. Let's work together. Let's make it happen.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about another thing at this meeting that occurred. We had the editorial board meeting for the journal. Who could forget? We've got this great journal of population health management. Thank you. You're the editor of it. Thank you, Fred. And um, really, the articles and setters that are being submitted to that, I know we got some reports. More and more people are bringing in materials to be reviewed.
1: So, first of all, I hope all our viewers are regular readers and subscribers, and you've been in it since the beginning. So, the data on the journal. So, this is our 20th year. It's pretty fantastic. We heard from the publisher last night, from Marianne Liebert and the team. So we're at a 70 plus percent rejection rate. You no, know, when we started, we were taking pretty much every other article. Anything
0: across the transom and, is and coming so in. And so
1: this is, again, maturity of the field, right. moving that ball downfield into the red zone, really important. And good data helps support our work, right? So having a robust peer review process, having a robust editorial process, letters to the editor from around the world, we're in over 60 countries, that is another important part that gives credibility to the work, right? And as we've said over and over, in God we trust, everybody else bring your outcomes data, that's
0: really important for the mission. So the one area, major area we really haven't gotten to is the college.
1: Yes, Tell us thanks. what's going on there. Ah, uh, boy, Fred. So we're still at it. Uh, the next year will be my 10th year as dean, so we're hanging in there. And uh, kudos to Jefferson as a health system and to Thomas Jefferson University and our provost and our president, who still are 110% behind us. Let's not forget when we first created the proposal. That was now 10 years ago, Right before health reform so they took a risk and we did have an unwind strategy just in case so I'm uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity it's something that I still get out of bed 5 15 every morning and look is one college going to make all the difference in the country surely not but if we could say that we helped start the movement that we helped other schools that were raising all boats with the college with the journal with the textbook with the colloquium Hey, that's that's a great accomplishment.
0: And speaking of textbook, I think rumor has it maybe in Oh boy. So uh, <laughs> Jones and Bartlett
1: are wonderful publisher, a fantastic academic publisher. You know we're in the second edition. Right. And it's not too often when your publisher says, "Hey, Nash We you're going to write a third edition. (laughs) So the whole team is organized and we're just now starting to go through the process. Uh, It's amazing how much has changed since the second edition. Let's not forget that data from Jones and Bartlett says our book is in 85 plus different graduate programs. So that means 85 colleges around the country, so MBA, MHA, MPH, graduate nurse, medical schools, are all using our textbook. Well, if you want to, you know, create the movement, that's one way to do it. So yes, rumors are true. We're going to be working very soon, probably deep into 2018, in a
0: third edition of the textbook. I think what we're going to have to do now, David, is get a little precision medicine in here and clone Uh, you. Ah, yeah, well, that'd be great, Fred. (laughs) Well, likewise. Likewise. So great to be a part of this and have you here. Well, fantastic. And thanks again. I mean, it's been a great conference, and all the work is unbelievable. We planted that flag, and now the flag is going all over the place. It means a lot to us. Really appreciate it. Thank you.